Chapter 10 continued. This is the staff room, Jensen explains, but I always trust my 2Ds. They can, but I always tell my 2Ds they can come back here. This room is chock full of sweets and everyone can use some sugar. She pulls a chocolate cupcake out of the refrigerator and hands it to me. Flash fast. My childhood fear flares up. Hansel and Gretel lured in by sweets. But I shake away my panic and thank her as I accept the, ch the cupcake. Jensen leans in and lowers her voice. I'll let you in on a little secret. Joe made it. I raise my eyebrows and she laughs. I know, right? She says. He doesn't seem like the baking type, but don't judge him too harshly. He's not so bad once you get to know him. I always say that Joe is like a metaphor for this whole town. Kind of a bummer on the outside, but really wonderful when you dig a little deeper. I get the sense that Jensen is what mom calls an unrelenting optimist, but her happiness is infectious. I smile and take a bite and the chocolate lights up my whole body. It's really good, I tell her. For some reason, the cupcake reminds me of Hominy's rice cakes, even though they don't even taste similar at all. He could sell these. She gives me an odd look, and I'm instantly embarrassed. I don't know why I said that. Hominy may have sold her rice cakes, but she did it because she needed money when she moved here. Jensen grins. That's a brilliant idea, Lily. Oh, okay, I say. I can't tell if she really means it or if she's just being nice. Anyway, she continues, feel free to sneak some whenever you visit, and I hope you do visit. It gets a little lonely around here. I like Jensen. She's nicer than I thought teenagers could be. She is basically the anti-Sam, and I don't know what exactly she sees when she looks at me, but I know she sees me, which feels nice and also a little itchy. Jensen leads me over to the wildlife section, and I flip through the tiger section. It's pretty dismal. 102 tiger facts and 102 more tiger facts. I skim them, looking for any information to help. Something like, there's a certain breed of tiger that can magically disappear. Or, if a tiger is hunting your grandma, here's how to stop it. But what I get is this. 1. A tiger's canine tooth can cut through bone. 2. If you look a tiger in the eye, it might be less likely to kill you. But beware. Three, the roar of a tiger has such a low frequency that it can paralyze you. I push the books back on the shelf. This isn't what I need, and it's not making me feel so great about being hunted by a tiger. Actually, I swallow, nervous now. Do you have any stories about tigers? Jensen twirls a curl around her finger. Well, we have the Narnia books. Oh, although I guess that's a lion. Do you have any stories in mind in particular? Maybe you can give me a better sense of your tastes. Obviously, I can't tell her about the magic tiger and the stolen stars, but I can tell her Hominy's original tiger story. I give the shortest summary possible. Well, there's this one story about a tiger and he eats um, grandma and then he dresses up in grandma's clothes and tries to eat her granddaughters and then he chases them and that sounds like Little Red Riding Hood. Jensen interrupts. No, that's a wolf. I say, this is from Korea. She runs her finger along the book spines absentmindedly. I've never heard the Korean version. Isn't that interesting, though? There are different versions of certain fairy tales from all over the world, even in places that don't overlap. 
and yet the stories are essentially the same. I want to explain that this story is completely different, that this is a story about sisters and the sun and the moon and a tiger, and it's special. But Jensen continues, it's kind of like these folk tales have a mind of their own, like they're floating around the world waiting for someone to come along and tell them. My insides go icy. I imagine that the stories how many stole were alive, locked away somewhere, desperate to escape. Right, I whisper. I doubt we have to... I doubt we have a book of Korean folk tales in this library, though. She raises an eyebrow. To be honest, this town is pretty white, so you're not going to get find much about other cultures. Like, sometimes I pick up a waitressing shift at the only Asian restaurant in town. You know, Dragon Time. And I know it's a pretty cheesy name, and there's no time in Asian food, but that's just the town we live in. She clears her throat. Anyway. I'll ask Joe to place an order for a book on Korean folktales. Depending on the budget, I stop listening. Because out of the corner of my eye, I catch a flick of a tiger tail. A flash of orange-black disappear into the next aisle. My heart stumbles. The superpower of Invisible Girl is to hide, to disappear, to stay out of trouble. And that's what I'm good at. Run away, I tell myself. Hide. But my legs ignore me. I'm actually moving down the aisle as I stammer to Jensen. Actually, I think uh, there might be a book over there. I chase the tiger, winding through the aisles, following glimpses of its tail until I slam right into, the, into a blur of black and orange. Chapter 11. It's not a tiger. It's a boy. A short white boy wearing a bright orange shirt, black jeans, and an old-fashioned newsboy hat over shaggy brown hair. Sorry, I blurt. I look over his shoulder. I could have sworn I saw a tiger tail, but there's nothing. We're just standing in one of the aisles surrounded by comic books. The boy laughs and tips his hat. Hello, I'm Ricky. I'm sorry we had to meet in a collision situation. Before I can respond, he shouts to Jensen, who runs up behind me. Hey, Jensen, you know, you know I ran here from where my dad dropped me off into the park, off in the parking lot, because... I know you hate it when I'm late. He wipes pinpricks of sweat off of his upper lip for dramatic effect. So it was really considerate of me, just saying. Jensen sighs. Ricky, please keep your voice down. When Ricky grins, the corner of his eyes crinkle and little dimples form on his round cheeks. I can tell he's one of those sticky people because I like him right away. He turns back to me. So, hello. How are you? And what is your story? And why are you in this sad little library? I'm Lily, I say. And then my mind goes blank. He stares at me, waiting for more. And I wish my invisibility would kick in right now. Jensen saves me. Lily just moved in with her grandmother in the house across the street from here. Just turning to Ricky, Jensen adds. Lily, this is Ricky, one of my summer 2Ts. We meet every Tuesday and Thursday. She turns directly to Ricky and says, And the library isn't sad. It's just a little rundown. Is she getting tutored with me? Ricky asks Jensen, as if I'm not even there. I get the same feeling I have with Mom and Sam sometimes, like I'm in the way, or I've walked into a conversation I don't belong, or I guess ran into. I dig my toe into the floor. No, I'm just looking for books. His eyes go wide and he looks at the shelves of comics. Do you like comics too? I love them. 
I'm reading through the original Supermans right now. Well, the issues that Joe has here, at least. I know a lot of people think Superman's not cool, but I'm not saying he's my favorite superhero. He's just canon, you know? Yeah, he's... I pause, thinking, trying to think of something to continue this conversation. Anything that I might know about Superman. I draw a blank. Thankfully, Jensen chimes in. Lily likes tigers, so she's looking for books about them. Jensen tells him, which is kind of embarrassing. I want to correct her. I don't like tigers. But I shrug and force a smile. Ricky's grin returns. Whoa, I never met a girl who likes tigers before. Well, yeah. If I were more like Sam, I would tell him that boys don't have dibs on liking tigers. But I don't say anything. I just wish we could go back to talking about comics. I mean, not that many girls talk to me, I guess, he continues, unaware of any awkwardness, but tigers are cool. They're like sleek and elegant, but in a ruthless way. I don't exactly want to think about how ruthless tigers are. You can't trust a tiger, I say. He nods slowly. You can't trust a tiger, he repeats, like I've said something fascinating, and he's trying to commit it to memory. I like that. My grand, my great-grandpa was a tiger hunter, but that's actually really bad because tigers are endangered, and that's illegal now, so my dad doesn't want me to tell people about that. He pauses. Um, I mean, okay, that's enough stalling for now, Jensen says. Let's get to work, Ricky. She drags him away, and they leave me standing in the aisle, head whirling. Maybe I imagine the tiger, but I don't think so. Tiger was here. I know it was here. What would happen if Ricky hadn't interrupted? What would have happened if I'd caught it? A sleek, elegant, ruthless, magical tiger is hunting my family, and I chased it. I can't tell if that was incredibly brave or incredibly dangerous, or maybe a bit of both. Chapter 12. The next afternoon, Mom's at another interview and Halmony naps through lunch, which is unusual because even though Halmony loves to sleep, she loves eating more. Sam's upstairs on her computer and I have nothing to do but snack on peanut butter cups, pace, and think about the tiger. Here's what I know. One, the tiger found Halmony, or at least the tiger found me, which means it will find Halmony soon enough. Two, Tigers are determined. It wants the stories, and it'll do whatever it takes to get them back. The Kosa should have kept the tiger away, but I saw it in the library, so that obviously didn't work. Three, we need more protection. And even though talking about the tiger upsets Halmony, I need to tell her. When I can't pace any longer, I slip into Halmony's bedroom. The dust dances in the air, catching the window light, and the misty light from the outside makes the room hazy. It feels like I've stepped into a separate world, like a little mini-universe trapped in time. I pull back the covers and gently shake my grandmother awake. Halmony, I whisper. Halmony, wake up! She mumbles and turns over in bed, so I shake her again a little harder. Maybe a little too hard? She cracks her eyes open. Lily Bee? She murmurs. You hungry? Not really, I say. Honestly, I'm pretty full on peanut butter cups. She climbs out of bed, slowly and intently, like she's climbing out of quicksand. Sitting on the edge of the mattress, she stretches, and I can almost see the sleep sliding off of her. She looks weak. Halmony? I blurt my tiger question. I blurt my tiger question temporarily on hold. 
Is the bug gone? Are you sure you're okay? I am better than okay. My family is here. That is all I ever want. She smiles, but her words wobble. You stop worry. Speaking of worrying, I tug at one of my braids. I think we need more protection than just Kosa. I saw the tiger again. For a second, fear ignites in Halmini's eyes, but then she closes them and shakes her head. When she opens again, she is soft and smiling. She opens the nightstand drawer and pulls out a sheaf of dried herbs. Then she breaks off a piece and places it in my palm. This for you. This make you safe, okay? You don't worry anymore. I stare at the shriveled plant and look up at her. What is it? This is mugwort, she explains. This is my medicine to this my medicine to eat, but you don't eat. You keep in your pockets and it give you protection. I thank her and slip the dried herb into my pocket. And this, she hesitates before reaching behind her neck and unlatches the necklace. The silver chain with the pearl pendant, her special necklace. The one she wears every day. The one she rubs between her fingers when she's trying to find the right English words. This helped too. You wear for protection and it'll keep you safe. My pulse beats in every limb as she fastens it around my neck. It's heavier than it looks. But this is yours, I say. Yes, and now it's yours. I press my palm against the pendant. It's warmer than I expected. It warms my chest, and I like the way it feels, heavy above my heart. Did this really keep you safe? I am here, yes. I pinch the pearl between my fingers, and it seems to buzz with energy. But what about you? Don't you still need protection? The tigers are hunting. She smiles, but it's not a regular harmony smile. It doesn't match her eyes. I'd be safe, Lily. I am not worrying. I am not so sure. And when she sees that, that in my eyes, she says, Okay, we go grocery now. We even get more protection. Extra help from the bad spirits. We buy pine nuts to burn and rice to scatter under the full moon. Also, I need fresh ingredients for rice cakes. I smile, feeling better. She leans closer, and I buy you your favorite treats because I'm the best. She pauses. Well, your mother is best, but I am best best. I laugh. You are. She raises an eyebrow. Now go tell Sam. After I call Sam downstairs and tell her where we're going, she leans on the dining room table, crossing her arms. That's not a good idea. Didn't mom say you're not supposed to drive? Harmony's eyes dart away, and I get the urge to pinch my sister. Sam is a black hole for happiness. You can drive if you want, I tell Sam. She recoils. I don't know. She could drive. She has her permit, and Harmony's a licensed driver. Mom keeps bugging Sam to practice, but of course she won't. She tried two lessons with her driver instructor and refused to get behind the wheel after that. Nothing bad happened, but she won't do it because of Dad's car accident. Harmony presses her palms against Sam's cheek. Life is not for waiting. We go now. We be okay. Sam tugs at her white streak, but Mom said, Harmony tisks. Your mother don't know what she says. I'm fine. Sam looks unsure, which is ridiculous because Sam never cares what Mom says. You can stay here, I tell her. There's a flash of hurt in her eyes and then annoyance. No, I'll come, she says. How many claps? Good girls, I go change into fancy clothes. Sam frowns. Why? Grocery. 
Palomini answers before disappearing into her room. Sam shakes her head, but a tiny smile tugs at her lips. And I feel happy too. Palomini is Palomini. Weird is her normal. And I don't have to worry. With one hand, I pat the mugwort in my pocket. With the other, I grasp my pendant. Everything will be okay. I just know it.